You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Hartigan Stapes and Broughton invite you to Poker in the Ears. Wow, hello my babies and welcome to Poker in the Ears. Did I get that right? Force of habit nearly got you there. Well, I actually had EPT Not Live written down <laughs> up until about three minutes ago. I am Strictly speaking, Poker in the Ears and eyes. And eyes, that's right. There it is. Right up there. And you can see Broughton, his name was in the intro and I everything. Know. How do you feel, buddy? I feel like I've arrived, finally. That's basically the only change to this show, I think, that's happening. It's the same old crap. Just a couple of just new. Just three of us. Yeah, just three of us now. Just Matt's name added to the marquee. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. That is my work wife, James Hardigan. And that is my work abusive stepfather, Matt Broughton, who was. Doing some really good abusive stepfathering right up until just we until we went <laughs> today. Bye bye EPT. Hello Poker Stars Championship. Hello. Uh, so what has actually changed? Got some logos changed. Some signage. New graphics on graphics, the live stream. Some of the names of shit maybe. The carpet hasn't changed sadly. Still the same old carpet. I love it. You know why? Hides the vomit. <laughs> Something I need. In my house, um, it's kind of like uh, my school when I was a kid, my elementary school, they changed it from PS23, Public School 23, to eventually became the Albany School of Humanities. Well, that sounds much nicer. Yeah, but it was, you know, the same crappy water fountains and shoddy craftsmanship of the building, and just, they added like three Spanish classes. <laughs> that was it. So that's what we're doing here on the EPT, which is now the Poker Stars Championship. Welcome, everybody. Coming up on today's show, uh, the same types of things we used to talk about on the old show. We got some funny stories from Prague uh, and The Way Home, Christmas. Uh, there is a Facebook friend request I would like for you guys to either approve or disapprove. Okay. okay. Uh, we've all finally seen Rogue One, sort of. More on that later on. Uh, lots of things happening here in the Bahamas. Hashtag stars fun. Uh, we got to play around with the uh, VR setup. They they bought a little VR machine, and me and James and Matt got to play around, around so with that. Which one is this? Because there's different. This is the HT5. Right. right. And I think yeah. this is the same one that Liv and Igor have, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. well, that will explain why Liv Berea has been crushing this game. Yeah, I yeah. saw her. She's on the top 10 list over there. Uh, other stars fun, which we're not a part of. Right now, the, uh, the Jason Mercier. I think they hold a basketball tournament specifically for Jason. <laughs> Did you see his tweets by the way last night where he was like he went to bed like 4 hours ago and he's yeah. got a he's got a basketball tournament and then he's got this tournament because he made day 3 with a lot of chips. He is still in the main event. I don't love his chances in any of those <laughs> situations. And finally, we do have a spin and go winner slash super fan here on the show today to challenge me to trivia on the films of Monty Python. His name is Richard Fremantle, and I'm really hoping he can get me a job hosting American Idol next year. I'm not sure whether he's connected to that Fremantle. It's, how many Fremantles could there be? Three. Right? <laughs> exactly. There's so you're, some, you're only two to one against them. Exactly. Yeah. Some distant relative of his should be able to help me out. I, don't, I would take a lesser show. Uh, something <laughs> below American Idol is fine. Somewhere between the Poker Stars Championship and American Idol is fine with me. Uh, let's close out Prague. Actually, before we do that, we usually do social media to kick things off. Yeah. I was hoping you guys could help me uh, approve a friend request that came through on Facebook for me. Now, I get a lot of fake Facebook friend requests. Uh, I have a couple of, like, um, we'll call them fans, who accept friend requests from all, you know, those fake hot girls. No, no, I don't even know the fake hot girls yet. I'm not you know, on Facebook. Right, you're not so. on Facebook. So what happens all the time is that you get these friend requests from, like, incredibly hot girls that have four friends. 
Okay. And they are from your hometown always somehow. So what are they, like spam bots? Yeah, it's spam bots. And then you go, like, I don't like to deny anyone, especially hot girls. So occasionally I'll be like, let's just make sure this is fake. And then there'll be like a link for porn, like at the top Facebook post. Oh, it's a win-win scenario for you, really. I guess so, but I can find porn on my own. I don't really need like a fake Facebook friend to direct me to porn. I'm, I'm pretty good on finding it myself. But there, because I have one friend who accepts everyone, it always comes up like, this person's a mutual friend. So I'm like, oh, maybe. Just maybe. Maybe it's real. But this came through. Uh, this is a guy <laughs> named Auric Demion uh, who's holding a pistol in his hand. And his uh, his fur, his sorry, only... sorry. He looks like he's wearing a balaclava, go. no shirt, yeah, and he's holding an automatic pistol. And the only other photo he has is of him holding a small child while having a cigarette. Correct. But wow. this is what th- all of this is scary enough. But then you look over here to what his post was on December twenty third. Poker stars. <laughs> That's it. So what do you think, guys? Should I accept this friend request or? Yeah, I would definitely go for it. No. I think this is. I think this is a I naked mean, dude with a gun. The thing is, yeah. he's been a member since 2012, so he's legit. Yeah, he's been around. And you he's might, obviously a fan. He might be someone you want on your side at some point in the, in the very near future. That's what I was future. thinking, right? This guy will either be my ultimate demise or will maybe prevent my ultimate demise. How far away from where you live does he live? I don't know. In now, hours, because that's what you want to know is what kind of a head start now are you going to have. Well, the gun leads me to believe he might be American. Everything else, less so. Some people would call me a pessimist. I like to think of myself as a cynical realist. He will be your undoing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's uh, get rid of the imagery of that. Um, the evil piece of machinery in his hand. Let's talk about uh, something happier or, or sort of sad in a way. Let's close out Prague. Uh, we did our last show from the middle of Prague. Yeah. And we didn't really cover the end of the EPT. And I was wondering, James, is there anywhere that people can watch online the closing package? Now, if yes. you guys weren't watching uh, the end of Prague, there was this beautiful video montage that was put together by Gary. Yes, uh, from our post-production department. Uh, it was awesome, and James and I both got a little emotional. I I actually was so emotional that I, I didn't quite get emotional, but I couldn't look at anybody <laughs> after it was over. Like, I couldn't look at James. Like, James and I hugged, and we went like this. <clears throat> And then I couldn't look at I couldn't look at Matt because I knew mostly because he was just gonna make fun of me. <laughs> and then what really did it for me is that we got a camera guy over here. He's like he's kind of a tough guy, Frank over here. He's kind of a tough guy. And when I saw him and he was tearing up, I was like, it's gonna be and okay. That was it. There were a lot of memories in there, and it focused on a lot of the faces that we've seen on the tour, friends of ours, colleagues of ours. It is available to watch at PokerStars.tv. Yeah, and that's also what did it for me too is that there were a lot of people that weren't working on the tour anymore and seeing them and the fact that they were um that people had the had the good memory and the good sense enough to include them in that and it wasn't just all about like who's around right now and there were so many I'm sure there may have been one or two people left out of it but like everyone was included. Matt's voice is in it. I know that surprised me. I thought I'm never gonna be in this. I'm just never gonna be in this. And then there was my voice. Yeah. I was I was the last voice ever heard. It's true, but of course, being a cyborg, you were completely unmoved by it. No, I, I liked it. The thing is, I thought it was beautiful because ordinarily those packages are made for the viewers. It's like all the fanboys, the big names, whereas that was kind of like an internal piece. Yeah, of, that was that was. This for one us. is for you guys. And I thought it was lovely. I just couldn't get teary-eyed because I thought, well, you're the ones that chose to do this. <laughs> like, no one said you've got to change the name and change the color and change the logo. And I was like, I can't believe we've chosen to do this. It's all our own fault. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, man up then. Own it. 
But no, it was a beautiful piece of film. That much I do have to concede, even as a cyborg. I've definitely done that a few times in my life, like broken up with a girl and then cried during it. Yeah. And she's like, what, what are you fuck are you doing? Like, you did this. You're, you're choosing. I'm like, no, it's still sad. It's still hard to say goodbye. Um, had a fun little party afterward. That was cool. Yeah. I had a date show up who was way too tall for me. That's I'm just hilarious. She was over five. <laughs> she was over five foot seven. Was. Well, she was like six one, I think, probably, and it probably looked ridiculous. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, she literally was crouching down to talk to you because the, <laughs> no, it sounds worse than it is. Because you're obviously in a noisy bar, you need to be quite close to someone not to hear what they're saying. So rather than just standing talking normally, it's that kind of like, what's that, love? What's that? Well, the the most I was just saying I love you. What's that? Exactly. I was just trying to kiss you. And I've tried one other time in my life to kiss a girl who is taller than me, and it's just not a good feeling. And uh, so about 3 a.m., she was like, let's go to another bar. And I was like, now I saw James and Francine, and like all our coworkers were like partying in the lobby still, and I kind of wanted to hang out with them. And I was like, I'm not going all the way to another bar with this girl unless something's going to happen. And so I just went for it, and she turned her head, and I was like, you know what? I think maybe I'm not going to go to that other bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, that's I guess, means time to move on. Um, I had a very weird experience at the airport. It wasn't that weird, but I just this hilarious, to be honest, at the airport on the way home for Christmas at Heathrow. I'm in line um, for security, and there's this guy who's wearing boots, and he looks... In, in, in Europe, you don't have to take your shoes off at the airport, but in the U.S., you do pretty much no matter what. you got to take your shoes off. And this guy goes, do I have to take my boots off? And the fellow working at the airport, which, by the way, in Heathrow, they're all really nice, right? They'll answer your questions. They're not shouting at you. They're like, yeah. oh, he's like, let me take a look at your boots. How Do they have any metal on them? And the dude looked like he was wearing, like, normal boots. He rolls his pant leg up. The boots go up to here, and there are metal straps and buckles they were robo boots they were like it was he was like a mech warrior i was like how in the world did you think you weren't gonna have to take those <laughs> off like i could hear him unclasping them and it was like ka-ching 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 why would you even ask that i didn't know such things existed i think maybe he actually had like a medical problem. i was gonna say it must be a medical uh product right i mean put it this way when he took them off did he then fall over it, well, I heard him talking about, like, an injury with his date. Like, he was talking right, about, okay. like, some skiing injury or something from years ago. But do you ever feel like when you're flying that you're with that you're flying with people that haven't flown for, like, 20 years? You're like, how do you not know this? I've got, I've got a story that's about people that haven't flown in 60 years, so I can't really comment on that particular element. Well, go, well. I got to my seat, and I had the aisle seat of the middle three, because I like to get up and walk around on a long flight. And a pretty girl comes along, and she's... Checking out the hours, and I'm thinking, because you know, you're sitting there going, "Am I going to get the like the NFL guy? Am I going to get like the screaming kid?" And that's nice to along. say, NFL guy. You, what you really mean is American. No, I just had this picture. The spillover. The guy that's just enormous, and she comes in, and she we make eye contact, and she starts putting her stuff in, and she gives me some, not in a flirty way, but I think we just smile at each other in a, oh, thank God for that. And she sits down and says hello, and literally, as soon as we've said hello to each other, the, the flight attendant comes and crouches next to her and has the conversation going, as you're traveling on your own, would you mind moving? Because there's a couple that want to... So she's immediately going up. So I've got to go through the whole sweat again of who am I going to get. 
And then Swingers, hello, couple. The, the oldest couple in the history of man <laughs> <laughs> come doddering along. And she, it's like it's like the culmination of 80 years together has come to a head today. <laughs> this woman is like, sit down. No, sit there. No, move along. No, don't sit on that. We'll move the blanket. We'll pick up the pillows. And it's like she has lost all love for this old guy who's totally doddery and sits next to me. And he starts fumbling with his seatbelt. So I'm like, here, let me help you with that, sir. I'm thinking, well, I'm going to be the nice guy here. But as time passes, it becomes clear this guy is much more confused than I had him down uh. for. Because every time <coughs> I get up during the next nine hours, as soon as he sees my seatbelt, he picks it up and is trying to plug it into his own seatbelt. And I'm like, no, that's, that's mine, sir. And it gets to the point where every time I move, I have to hide my seatbelt because this guy just keeps going for it. He's got it in his head. And then You're just waiting for the pilot to come and be like, everyone, we've got uh, a couple of folks in the plane today. It's their first time ever on an aircraft. It did seem a bit like it was like, oh, my God, we're in the air. Something. <laughs> but at one point, it culminates where he gets a drink, immediately forgets that he's got a drink and goes to ask someone for <gasps> a drink and knocks a whole cup of apple juice down these very jeans that I didn't bring a spare pair of. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. And now I'm thinking, I can't get angry with this guy because if it was you, I'm like, oh, Joe, for God's sake, man. Whereas this guy's like, what? And I'm like, oh, no, it's absolutely not a problem at all, sir. It's all in my shoes. It's you can't even face. get mad, yeah. I, can't, I go and get a whole bunch of tissues from the loos, and I'm trying to clean myself up. She's, the wife has clearly said, you've just knocked your drink over. But this guy has not quite put it together, so he's now offering me his drink. <laughs> oh. And I don't want to go. Yeah, no, can, I, you I, even, can you even it out? Can you get this side <laughs> for me now, too, please? So I'm kind of going, no, I don't, no, don't want to drink. It's, it's that you've spilt your whole drink God, in my leg. This, wouldn't this be amazing? Well, you were on this flight, too, right? Yeah, yeah, this is our I flight. I wish I could be in a situation where Matt's forced to be nice. <laughs> because he really doesn't try at all when the, he's here. But the great thing is, so he steps away from this couple to obviously use the bathroom to clean himself up. And that gives him the opportunity to basically talk to me, not in earshot of this couple. So he can basically just offer <laughs> <them>. <laughs> And I get back and the guy still keeps offering me drinks. I'm like, no, you don't understand. And then later on when the hot drinks arrive, I am out of there. And I spend about an hour standing watching him, <laughs> waiting for him to drink this thing. And every time he catches my eye, he offers me that drink as well. And I'm like, this is awful. Meanwhile, he's also taking my seatbelt because every time I start, and it just became a nightmare. I got through it with it's no more. It's only a 10-hour flight, it's right? It's only a 10-hour flight. <laughs> but when we get here and they're saying, and of course we have an 84-year-old qualifier who's flown over special, I'm thinking, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Please. But it not turned him. out it was not him, and I survived. And But I have now got scratch-and-sniff apple-flavored jeans, so if anyone wants to try that, just, just come and The knee is particularly doused. Mm, I so, can't uh, wait. James, so, yeah. uh, any good uh, Christmas, New Year's? Um, I had a very relaxing Christmas, to be honest. Um, did You mentioned Rogue One. Yeah. Did get to see Rogue One. Um, you obviously saw it as well, Matt. Yes, I did. Thought that the first half was a little bit uneven. Didn't like the planet hopping at the start. By the no. way, if spoiler, we may say some spoilers. Just no, 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 I'm spoilers. Not, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. I don't want any spoilers. You know why? No, uh, you. Well, I, I, I went to the movies to see Rogue One. But, however, um, so okay, really quickly, I had a really bad Christmas. Uh, lots of family drama. I got dumped a couple days after Christmas. Like I was trying to get to back together with the only person I've actually cared about in the last few years, and she was like, "Guess what? You took too long. I'm seeing somebody else. Sayonara." Like two days after Christmas, and so I tell you what, Joe, that guy in the crane does not want you to tell this story. <laughs> he's determined. No, he's he's, been he's on. determined to interrupt this broadcast. <laughs> this is when four foot eleven Gabby tells this guy who's hey. has a job to do to knock it off. I really don't care. I'm used to telling my stories around people who don't give a shit. <laughs> um, so anyway, I hit Tinder super hard, like on December 28th, and I end up finding this Tinder date to go see Rogue One with me. 
And and we have a few beers before the movie, which, of course, always leads to having to go to the bathroom. So about halfway through the movie, she goes to the bathroom. When she comes back, I can tell she's, like, not really that into the movie. She's, like, super bored, right? She's, well, I don't know if she's bored. She's more into me than she is into the movie, which to me says she's not really enjoying the movie very much. Didn't you, haven't you made the cardinal sin of taking a first date to a movie? It wasn't a first really, date. Really want to it see? wasn't a first date. Okay. I'd already seen her once before and she was relatively normal. However, when she came back from the bathroom, I don't know if it was the beer, I don't know what happened in the bathroom, but she is all over me, like touching me and rubbing my leg. See, I'd be just like, sit yourself down, love, I'm watching Star Wars. I Shut did, it. I Absolutely. did that. But then that only seemed to make it worse and amplify her advantage. In which case, get out of watching Star Wars. <laughs> well, I was left with the ultimate nerd Sophie's choice, basically, at one point. Well, eventually she starts kissing, like, my ear my neck and moaning really loudly to the point where, like, look, I don't really mind if we're in the theater alone. It would be fine. But, like, there's people on both sides of us. And I just don't want to ruin the experience for other people. Ruin the experience for me, fine. Just not for the strangers. No, it's so, not fine to ruin it for you either. This is blatantly unacceptable well, behavior. And that's why I had the ultimate nerd Sophie's choice, which is Star Wars or sex. Star Wars. <laughs> well, in this particular case, I did. The problem is I had already seen this before, but I hadn't seen this before. <laughs> and so had it been like the first time ever... For both of them. And also, there been, are several screenings a day, whereas... Whereas this may be the last time I ever have an opportunity to see this... Special edition. This special edition <laughs> over here. This galaxy far, far away. And so uh, I did... You I, walked out of the movie. I did. I walked out of Rogue One. And look, if it, like I said, if it had been just me, I wouldn't have done that. But I didn't want... She wasn't going to stop. Uh, it was either that, and like, it, and if she had walked out, and I know you would have been fine with this, mm. it would have ruined the experience for me because I would have been thinking about this the whole yeah. time. That was weird, or why didn't I go? Yeah, like, but she's some random you met on a dating. Of course, app. I'm not like wouldn't be heartbroken for her. It just would taint the experience. <laughs> taint different kinds. Um, it would have just messed up my experience of the movie there. So I I left with her. So basically, you only saw the first half of the movie, which, as I was saying, is probably the weakest half. Where yes, it's kind of a bit confusing in places yes. it's a bit dull and it really comes alive in the second half which is quite frankly excellent and the last kind of the big finale the bit you miss awesome well here's the worst part when even when i got her home it was so awkward that my death star wasn't even fully operational <laughs> so. <laughs> couldn't even use the force poker in the ears so I mentioned uh, in the last segment that I did not have the best Christmas. And a lot of that was out of my control, but I do think that I sort of maybe deserved it. Now, you guys are familiar with uh, with this, right? Oh, God. I thought we were past this now. Didn't expect it this for a while. All together now. Now, I was trying to think of new bits we could come up with for poker in the ears slash eyes. And I was like, you know, it'd be really funny is if we did this segment where we like picked out a song off audio network and we all pretended like it was a hot new song and we were all really super into it. Like the happy birthday song. Yeah, exactly. And we're all like, yeah, have you heard the like the new track? And then I was like, you know, it'd be funny. It's Christmas time. What if I took the Merry Christmas Everyone song and terrorized my family with it all Christmas long. See, the irony is that you're doing this as a bit, 
Whereas we have numerous viewers to our live streams and TV shows who love those tracks and bombard us with requests to know where they can get hold of it. I mean, remember that's... you only live once from Monte Carlo oh, or was... Spectrums from that's Volta. What, so when Francine was like <laughs> listening to the music the other day, like trying to figure out some new songs to use, I was like, "It's no, you only live once," but I couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I was like, "It'd be funny as every time family had like five days of Christmas, a family was coming over day. I'm gonna like whip out my laptop." And play this song and very earnestly act like it's my favorite Christmas song. And let you didn't do that with the Christmas. I, I did do that. I played the song like six times in a row. Like oh. I was just playing it over Sitting and there, over again. Trying to kill themselves. And I was like, I'll put this in your Christmas tape. And she's like, Well, you could put White Christmas on it. I'm like, I've I've never heard of that. Is that a real <laughs> song because I this uh, this I know this one though. So anyway, yeah, it was probably uh, probably some karma that my Christmas didn't go very well. So I was terrorizing my family with this song. Um, <laughs> Let's let's kick things on over to the Poker Stars Championship. It's 2017, new tour, new yep. uh, not new stops yet necessarily here in the Bahamas. It is uh, business as usual, except for the fact that we had a couple of ridiculously big Hollywood stars show up here. None bigger, I would say, than Kevin Hart. Now I know Matt, you didn't exactly know who this was right away. I didn't at all know who this was. And I'm still not entirely sure. I guess it's one of those things where he's like so purely American, but he is huge. I think in the America. difference is in the UK, and I can't speak for the rest of Europe, we probably know him just for his movie appearances. Whereas obviously in the US, in North America, he sells out arenas yeah. as a stand. And also, it was by fluke. You you gave me like six films that he'd been in, and I just happened to have never seen any of them. So I think I'm just that perfect storm of never encountered the guy. Yeah, and I do think, look, he does primarily appeal to black audiences in the U.S. You know, he's in Ride Along with Ice Cube, Ride Along 2. He's in a, you know, he's, but he sells out stadiums yeah. for multiple days in a row. And I also, think it was when we were in Toronto once for Daniel's party, uh, the Air Canada Center was completely sold out and there were people like queuing around the block to get in, people scalping tickets on the streets. It was clearly a big deal. Yeah, he, he's absolutely enormous. And I think uh, I, I saw this movie, A Central Intelligence, uh, I think it was last summer that he was in, I think it was like probably his biggest crossover hit so far that just has audiences probably around the world uh, figuring out who he is. I was shocked to see him at this event. He played the 100K. Yep. Do you know how, how well he did? Uh, I think he made it to day two. Well, obviously everyone makes it to day two because, of course, it's a right. re-entry Did he event. fire off more than one bullet? I, think I don't did, know. Right? I know he fired off multiple bullets in the 50K one day. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, I mean, the guy makes, he's like one of the top earning stars in Hollywood. Now, he was in Central Intelligence with Aaron Paul. Who's who, also here. Who is also here. Aaron, him I know. Him you know. Aaron Paul's on my flight, both of my flights, like from L.A. to Atlanta and then Atlanta to the Bahamas. And I was in this, like, really awkward situation. Well, awkward for me because I didn't want to make it awkward for him. Now, I've met him a few times now. I met him one time when I was out in L.A. I met him another time doing the GPL. And I was like... Should I talk to Aaron Paul? Like, he's right there. I don't know what to do. Like, I kind of, I don't want to be rude to Aaron Paul. Like, what if Aaron Paul is like expecting me? He's probably going through exactly the same internal dialogue. Right. Oh, don't like, talk to Stapes. Like, Stapes is like remember me. such a big star. I don't want to bother Stapes. And the thing <laughs> is, like, my main thing is that had it been like a sort of a private area, I probably would have. But I also don't. I'm trying to be courteous and that I don't want to draw attention to him. And that when he's standing, he's got a buddy with him, and they're both wearing hats, and they're sort of pulled down low. And I don't be like, "Hey, what's up, Aaron Paul? It's me, Stapes." Remember? And then all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. people around us are paying attention, and so I just kind of ignored Aaron Paul, which is very difficult for me, Matt, as you know. 
<laughs> to let anything having to do with Hollywood just go by me. Hello. And not have to be involved in it. So also it was amazing too, like walking past him in first class and being like, oh, hey, yeah, no, we're both repping the same company, but I'm going to go to coach to my middle go seat. Go see some friends yep. out the back. I got, I got friends sitting on both sides of me. That's why it's a middle seat. I just, I, you know, I, f- I like to feel secure here in the middle. But to, no, you stay up there. You stay up there in first class. It's no big deal. They're, uh, they're short flights anyway. doesn't matter. First class isn't that really uh, that big of a deal. We have uh, the Bahamas, though, is always fun. Even if the tournament doesn't change very much, the Stars fun does. There's always shit to do uh, outside, except for this year. Not not so good outside well, a at couple the of, moment. Couple couple of things. First of all, you talked about who is on your flight. Just just show this next picture. I took this uh, as we were getting on the flight in London. As Matt and I came from Heathrow direct to Nassau, and hey. this guy is standing like in the aisle in front, putting his bags up, and you will see that he is wearing an everyone loves a chop pot hoodie. Yeah. Now. We may not have been responsible for the exact design of this particular item of clothing, but it's our catchphrase. Well, and didn't we help choose it of design options? That as is well. true. Um, I caught this guy's eye a couple of times, and he blanked me on both occasions. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry. You're wearing you, my fucking catchphrase it, on your back. Exactly. You, piece of shit. you do not get to wear my fucking hoodie <laughs> and not acknowledge my fucking presence. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, and, and gradually, he's going. Everyone loves a chop pot. Oh, what's that? Oh, I was just, I was just singing it. To, everyone loves a chop pot. Everyone loves a chop pot. Please notice me. Boy, it's sort of, uh, it's sort of chop, po- choppy, pokery in here, isn't it? Yeah, that weather real mm. choppy. Like I, I can think of a chop that everyone on. Uh, so yeah, after arriving here, the first morning, uh, jet lag kicks in. So you're up at like sort of five a.m. and I'm going to go out for a walk, and it's that naive belief that I'm in the Bahamas. I'm in the Caribbean. By the sea. I'm going to put on a t-shirt and shorts. And promptly froze to death because it was overcast and a little bit windy. Because it looked like this outside. <laughs> and it takes something to make those trees look that distressed. Either a lot of wind or a lot of hairspray. Those are the only two ways <laughs> it, that you can get it's the like trees like that. It's like those films of the nuclear tests and the first wave hits them. <laughs> Before they get completely blown away with all the houses, there's that first shock wave that just makes all the trees go, whoa! And then they're gone. That's what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've had some good days as well, but sadly that particular morning, the one morning where I was able to actually enjoy the outdoors the weather wasn't so great but luckily plenty to do indoors that's right and that's not I'm not just talking about playing poker super fan versus states yes we welcome to poker in the ears and eyes super fan Richard Fremantle ladies and gentlemen Richard you are one of the 135 players who earned their seat in the inaugural PokerStars Championship main event via a spin and go. Yes, thank you for having me. Talk well. to us about that spin and go experience. I want to know what that's like when it when when you get, hold on. When that comes up, what do you see? What do you see when it's, does it say package? What is it? Well, first of all, I opened uh, do seven of hearts. I was like, oh, just, just a spin and go. I'll just open this. And then I realized when I saw the lobby and it said, package 10,000, uh, 10 and a half thousand, uh, and then you're just shaking. 
You're yeah. faking all the way through. Wait, when you say you opened do seven of hearts, meaning you didn't realize what the prize was? When yeah, you, you know, just oh, playing for $20. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that be nice. I don't think your story's unique, though. I think loads of people don't look at what the actual jackpot is when they start playing the game. That's some the most exciting bit for me. Some mm. people don't even realize until days after. Oh, so after. you're just firing up spinning goes, doing other things in your computer, and you come back and start well, playing before you even look at what, what the prize is. I actually just got out of the shower, so I was completely naked when I was playing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I kind of don't like the way yeah. he looked at me when he said that. He just mm, he, yeah. it was Can I just move over? Is there a little bit of <laughs> just, just a bit more space? So wow. when did it? So after the first hands, when it kicked in, and then you got nervous, obviously. Yeah, um, but I was super lucky. Uh, one guy blinded out, and the other guy was whale who uh, like min bet like river, and I was like, well, I have second pair. Oh, it's good. It's good. Oh, excellent. Oh, so he was like you had basically a non-existent player and then a player who was almost non-existent. I had the easiest spin and go I've ever played in my life. That's incredible. So, fortunate. so there's a $10,000 Bahamas package on the line and one of the three players at the table is sitting out. <laughs> wow. Yes. Good for you, man. Glad oh, you made it. What, yeah, thank what do you, you do in real life? Uh, I'm a petrochemical chemist inspector. So do you go around so, uh, to gas stations and make sure they're not cheating you in your 87 octane? We do, uh, Yes, pretty much. We do quality testing for like uh, a different language. the diesel that comes on a uh, big tanker ship. I think I've had a stroke because I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, yeah. you know, oh, I can't make that joke. Uh, you know how when you buy something <laughs> that maybe isn't as pure as it it should be and you wish there was someone around who could test no, it for you? No, this is the guy. This, this is, is the guy. The guy. Right. Okay. So, Richard, I, you've um, been in touch with in the past. I know you watch the streams, you watch the TV shows. Uh, I know you watch the streams on Twitch. You're one of Joe's Twitch babies. Yes. Hello, my baby. Thank you for uh, having me. But you also seem to travel the world playing poker, because I know that you got in touch like about six months ago to say you were going to Monaco and were interested in playing poker there. I think you went to Finland recently and were looking for somewhere to play in Helsinki. <laughs> uh, purely on holiday and looking to uh, do something else. See, this uh, is not a guy who <laughs> travels the world playing poker. This is a guy who ruins his vacations by having a <laughs> poker room wherever he goes. Uh, yes, you've absolutely nailed it. Stace. That's the one. So go ahead. Go ahead what's your name on Twitch? Uh, rails to Riches. The idea is I rail and I get to the riches. Um, we're <laughs> doing the first is. part. Look at we're it. We're doing the first part. Well, you're, who knows? Well, how, what was your main event experience? Are you still in? Uh, no, I uh, grinded. I was car dead for nine hours, so uh, the hype was built up, and then we just sat there and, oh. uh, yeah, and then lost a flip. Standard. Mm. Anybody interesting on your table? Any superstars you encountered along the way? Um, no, but I played the Poker Stars Open uh, yesterday, and I had Mike Lee on my right for um, for the majority of the tournament, and he was, he was lovely to play with. You yeah. could do worse in that. Like, he's a pretty tough opponent, mm. but at least he's on your right, and at least he's Mike Lee, so he's a super nice guy, because there are other people that are, like, really tough to play against, and you you can't get a word out of them. Yeah. So. And here's a hashtag fun fact. Mike Lee has more caches in the Bahamas than any other player. Really? 14. It makes sense that it would be a Canadian, right? Like, just how happy are you to get the fuck out of Canada for a couple of weeks? <laughs> I'm going to stay here as long as possible. Now, obviously, I appreciate it's disappointing to bust out the main event, Richard, but, I mean, has the experience of being here, has the experience of the resort and the whole festival kind of made up for that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I felt like Charlie Bucket getting his gold. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bahamas is my chocolate factory. I want to see a heel <laughs> click before the end. Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> <Bing>. <laughs> so as far as uh, taking on Joe Stapleton in this Superfan contest and competing for another chance to satellite to a main event, and, of course, the Everyone Loves a Chop Pot hoodie, which we saw modeled by someone earlier on. Not bitter. Maybe not bitter. he bought it in a charity <laughs> shop. You know what I mean? Oh, Maybe come on. A gift. Just happened to be flying to the Bahamas. Uh, what have you chosen as your specialist subject? 
I have chosen Monty Python. Okay, so Matt, you have compiled questions about I have. the movies, right? We're not the movies. I decided, I decided to try and keep it like accessible for a lot of the, the viewership as well, so I've just stuck to the movies. Because you guys are... Monty Python movie nerd. I love it when I don't have to do any research because I'm a nerd enough. Do you remember? Although I'm worried because you remember the Tarantino one where it turned out that I was all off the top of your head and everyone's like, "What the fuck movies are these about?" Yeah. <laughs> so I actually really enjoyed having it used to just watch Monty Python clips like all day long just to make sure I got the names right. But I knew really. But yes. So Richard, I really like your chances here because of the Monty Python movies, I think I've only seen two of them. That's a disgrace. Oh, I and I'd known that before. And I do not think that I have ever even started Monty Python and the Holy Grail before one in the morning. And I'm like, <laughs> me and some girl are hanging out. I'm like, what should we do now? Oh, this is a fun movie to watch. So. Oh, yeah. I was born and raised on it. Okay. Oh. Good luck to you, oh. sir. Okay. Who's going first, Matt? Uh, it's going to be Rich is going to kick this off. Okay. Superfan versus States. Okay, Richard, your first question. In the film, and now for something completely different. Accountant Herbert. I didn't even know that was <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> this is a great start. Uh, Herbert Anchovy visits the vocational guidance counselor because he wants to change his job from an accountant to a what? Hey Jay, you're in for a chance. Maybe, uh, maybe I've got. Oh, I'm gonna have to pass on this one. Sorry. I want to change his job from an accountant to, to a a, uh, a male prostitute. No. I want to be a lion tamer. I want to be uh, a lion tamer. Lion okay, there's a bonus. Now that you know that, so just in case it's brought it back, when asked what qualification Arthur has to be a lion tamer, what does he say he has? Could be in trouble with James. I don't know. He has cats. I, uh, no, he's got a hat with lion tamer written on it and big neon lights. Right, okay, we're in trouble here. Okay, <laughs> Joe, this is a multiple choice, so you might be okay. This is an easy one. In this the meaning of life, question. in the yep. meaning of life, death arrives at a dinner party to collect the guests' souls. When asked how they all came to die at the same time, death answers simply with the sherry trifle, the prawn cocktail, the creme brulee, the salmon mousse. Which of those does he say? Salmon mousse. Yes. Uh, Woo! We're on the board. Salmon, the salmon. Mousse. Did you know that one? I did. I knew that before even the auction. It's important. Uh, Okay, in Life of Brian, Brian is caught writing the protest graffiti. Roman is in Dumas. Mm -hmm. What does Brian think that means? Romans go home. Correct. Tide game. When, bonus here. Ooh. What does the soldier threaten Brian with if he doesn't write it out 100 times by sunrise, having conjugated the verb to go? He'll cuck, uh, cut his balls off. Yes, he will cut his balls off. 2-1. Wow, that... The tide has t turned very quickly. Okay, you've got another multiple choice, so you do stand a chance. There's a question about the film he's never watched. No, the film I've never heard of, probably. In the Holy Grail. Oh, uh, no, I've, I've seen this one. The Black Knight fights King Arthur, refusing to acknowledge the fact that he is gradually having all his limbs hacked off. Which is but a scratch. Well, which of these retorts is not given by the Black Knight? Which of these is not given? Tis but a scratch. I've had worse. I'm invincible. It'll grow back. Just a flesh wound. I'm invincible. Ah! Played it was, it'll grow back. I made that one up. Okay, Richard, we have a blankety blank question for you, so you've got to fill in the blanks here. Okay. A French soldier brutally taunts King Arthur during the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. Complete this one of many insults he shouts from the castle. Your mother was a boop, and your father smelt of boop. <laughs> your mother was a 
And your father smelt of. Uh, your mother was a whore, and she smelt of shit. It's not. It's that's wrong. That's that's a really <laughs> weird insight into your head. Do you want to take this one? Your mother was a goat. <laughs> Closer. Closer than it was Closer. an animal. Yeah. No. Uh, and smelled of cheese. No. James, do you want to give it to them? Your yeah, mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Oh, yeah. elderberries. Okay. That old Although there is a bonus option here. What does the French soldier first launch at King Arthur and his men where they won't leave the castle? Launches something from the castle. Uh, on the catapult? Yes. Uh, a cow? <laughs> Correct. Fetchy yes. Lebush. <laughs> okay, Joseph. The meaning of life stops to welcome viewers to the middle of the film and then asks the audience to find the what. <laughs> The clitoris. Incorrect, sir. It's a myth, anyway. God, I'm a complete Python nerd. I, I, I pass. I'm sorry, sorry. Hello, Milton Little. Find, Find the fish. The fish. Where is that fish? I did love him so. Oh, with the long arms. Yes. yes, yes. And according to Terry Jones, this is for you. You're never going to get it. According to Terry Jones's character, where did that fish go? <laughs> Can I ask a heart again? Yes. <laughs> It went wherever I did go. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Man, we should have done this. 3-2. Don't worry, Richard. Right. Still going to win. Okay. Richard, in Life of Brian, Pontius Pilate has a very great friend in Rome <laughs> called Biggus Dickus, <laughs> which causes much laughter from the common soldiery. But can you tell me Biggus Dickus's wife's name? Uh, yes, that's Incontinentia, Incontinentia buttocks. Correct. <laughs> Continentia. She has a wife, you know. <laughs> Joe, there's two points here. Are you just completely out of this? In Life of Brian, our hero joins one of the various independent movements. What is the name of the group he joins, and what is the name of their arch-rival group? He joins the Harlem Globetrotters, and the arch-rivals are the Washington Generals? Correct. No, actually, no. Uh, Sorry, that's a different question. Can you tell me which one he joins? Uh, the Judean People's Front? Fuck off. No, he <laughs> joins the People's Front of Judea. That's ah, pretty Close. No, no, that's, no, that's the point that's of the question. Point. Oh, right. I see. Okay, yeah. sorry. Perfectly set up. Uh, at <laughs> the end of the meaning of life, Richard, the meaning of life is revealed in a golden envelope. Which of these is not listing listed? Excuse me, as the meaning of life. Try to be nice to people. Read a good book now and then. Get some walking in. Eat more fresh fruit. Try and live together in peace and harmony with people of all creeds and nations. Uh, read a good book. No, that was actually one of them. Eat more fresh fruit, which I nicked out of a sketch from, and have something completely different. Um, Joe, your final question. There is a quick fire round, but we have to decide if we've got time for it. It is a quick fire round. Throughout, and now for something completely different, and indeed all Monty Python productions, a giant weight often drops on people. What specific weight keeps appearing? Is it 16 tons, 18 tons, 20 tons, 22 tons, or 25 tons? So many choices. 16, 18, 20, 22, 25. Five choices to be specific. 18 tons. Do you know? Just haven't you? Uh, 25. No, 16. Oh. Like their box sets. Oh, called the 16 that was tons. my first. Now, what's the score here? The score is four points to Richard, two points to Joe. Right. Okay. The quick fire is to do with what have the Romans ever done for us? Ah, okay. When That's from Life of Brian. Yes. I've seen that one. Right. Okay. okay. So when the people's front of Judea, again, I mean, what have the Romans ever done for us? They list 10 things. I'm going to come backwards and forwards between you. So you potentially could both pick up five points okay. here. Okay. So I'm going to come to our losing player, Joe, okay. right now. Give me what the Romans have done for us. Roads. 
Correct. Richard. Public sanitation. Correct. Joe. Aqueducts. Correct. Richard. Uh, public health? No. Yes. No, that, that's, yes. that is that. That's there. Joe. Education. Yes, that's there. What have the Romans ever done for us, Richard? Uh, judicial system? No. Oh. Um, voting? No. I kind of think they both struck out. <laughs> yeah. I'll give everyone one more chance. Um, grapes. Uh, Half a point. Half a point for wine. Uh, okay. Language. No. Could have had irrigation, public baths, public order, fresh water system. Oh, fresh water. Oh, I thought aqueducts was going to be part of all of them. Well, no, they list those separately. Yeah. I went through it quite anally. Actually. Don't argue with the screenplay of the movie. <laughs> Point being, the final score is four points to Joe Stay. Sorry, five points to Joe Stay. Very good. But six and a half points to Richard Fremantle. You have crushed this game of Superman versus State, so you will get... Oh, good for you! <laughs> all important satellite ticket, plus the Everyone Loves a Chop Pot. Well done. Thank oh, you very thank much. Thank you very much. No, it's been a pleasure. Incidentally, fun fact, the Judean People's Front has its own Facebook group. No. And the tiebreaker was going to be how many followers does it have? 703. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Way more than I would have thought. Richard, thanks very much for being on the show. Hopefully you can have a cash here in the Bahamas yep. before you get out of here. Any house cleaning? We're all good. Until next time. That's it. That's all the time we've got for the first ever episode of Poker in the Ears and Eyes. Next time we'll be just Poker in the Ears. We'll do a wrap-up of the Bahamas. Until then, thank you, Richard Fremantle. Thank you, James. Thank you, Matt. I am Joe Stapleton saying, smell you later. Whoa.